Hello, this is Yaro Starak, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast, another solo session with me. This is the third in a new series, kind of like a reboot I've been doing of the EJ podcast to add some new content into the mix along with the regular interviews I do with other online entrepreneurs. So for today's solo session, I'm going to give you some behind the scenes stories and also a, a plan, a roadmap of how to do affiliate marketing in particular for bloggers. So how to use your blog to sell products as an affiliate. This was a very big part of my income strategy during the first five, six years of my own blog journey. And it was a huge source of income. I, I well and truly made over several hundred thousand dollars in affiliate sales. Today, I still have some recursive sort of almost passive income coming in from affiliate products that I recommend, but it's definitely not a big part of my income strategy today. That being said, what I do today, which is sell my own digital products like online courses, membership sites and eBooks, the process you go about to sell your own products is pretty much the same as what you can do to sell affiliate products. So it's a great starting point to sort of learn how to sell online using your blog, using your email list. And instead of selling your own product, which you may not feel ready to go out there and sell, maybe you want to learn more about your market, but you want to start making some money, selling other people's products and services as an affiliate is a great starting point. Now, just to clarify, if you've never heard of this term affiliate marketing, what have you been doing? Because it's been around for years now. But in summary, it essentially means you sell other people's stuff and every time you make a sale, you get a commission. Often commissions can be quite high. Uh, most of the products I sell, I'll get a 50% commission. So if I sell a $100 product, that product creator will actually give me $50 of that sale. And uh, it's, it's one of those things where it really depends on your industry in terms of what kind of things you can sell. In my space, in the sort of teaching online business, internet marketing space, there's a lot of courses, a lot of software and tools, a lot of great things to sell. Even if you're not in a space with a lot of, of courses and so on and software to sell, the basic entry point is Amazon.com with their affiliate product. You can sell pretty much any product Amazon sells through your own affiliate link and if someone buys, you make a commission. Now, the downside with Amazon is the commissions are tiny. We're usually below 10%, even below 5%, but it's a starting point and maybe that's the best place to find products related to your market. Whatever the case may be is, I'm gonna be giving you some tips, some advice in this episode to highlight the kind of products I recommend you promote and it will very much relate to how you live your life, basically. A lot of the answers to the question, what should I sell, comes about from how you do what you do in terms of your business. Whatever your business subject is on, what you do in that subject will very much dictate what you sell. And that'll, that'll become clearer as you go through this process with me. But to begin with, I wanna go back in time as I often do in this podcast and introduce you to how I started with affiliate marketing and what my first initial results were. So let's go back to the, the year 2005 to start with. So the 2005 was my first full year of blogging at my, my current blog, Entrepreneur's Journey. It started as a place where I told stories about running businesses. So I talked about my editing business, my Magic the Gathering card game, 
my English school, all the different things I was doing, whether it was working or not. And consequently, I built up this audience of entrepreneurs. Now, I didn't really strategically plan that, but that's just what happened by sharing content and sharing stories. Within six months of blogging, I was having around 200, maybe 300 people uh, visiting my site per day. And around about, I think I was getting close to 500 RSS subscribers, not email subscribers because I did not have an email list yet. I, I was ignorant to the power of email marketing at that time. However, this was when I decided to do my first ever affiliate marketing uh, promotion. So prior to this, I had tried to make money with my blog using AdSense, Google's advertising program, and that failed. I was making a tiny bit of money from selling banner ads on my blog, but I, I think I had maybe one, possibly two advertisers advertising around this time. $50 a month per banner at most. I think it might have even been later in that first year where those sales started to come in, those advertising dollars. So I was basically making nothing to really be clear about where I was at at this six month time. And that's not surprising. It's not unusual to be making nothing with a brand new blog if you're sort of doing it the slow way, trying to figure out what you're gonna write about, trying to figure out who your audience is, and then trying to figure out what you're gonna to sell to them. But through basically a, a stumbling trial and error, learning how to blog process, I had built a small audience and I wanted to try and test affiliate marketing. At the same time, I was studying a lot of other internet marketers, one of them being Perry Marshall, who's very well known for, back then anyway, being a Google uh, pay-per-click expert. So he was teaching AdWords to companies, individuals, and small business owners. So I was studying some of his stuff and I signed up to become an affiliate for him and I wanted to promote his, his main book. It was called The Definitive Guide to Google AdWords. And he sold a package where you could get the definitive guide basically for free if you buy this series of audios that he was selling from, I think it was from some kind of workshop or bootcamp that he ran um, that you could buy with him and some other guest experts. The whole package I believe was about $39 for that. And that basically got you his book, his audios, um, I think the book normally cost around $39 by itself. So it was, a, it was a better deal than a standard deal. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to promote this. I'm going to do a proper sit down and write a blog post, talk about how much I like Perry, talk about how good a deal I think this is. Um, I'd studied his book before, so I could talk a bit about his book. But really, I had not a lot of clue on how to do affiliate marketing. But I figured, you know what? People read my blog, write a blog post. Maybe some will buy the product. So I did that. I sat down one evening and, and wrote uh, not a huge post. It was probably around a thousand words, put in some pictures of the, the ebook itself, put my affiliate link that I got from Perry after signing up for his affiliate program into the post and then uh, basically click publish on my blog. Um, not surprisingly, no sales happen instantly because unlike email, people have to go to the blog and read it. So I actually went to bed because it was nighttime in Australia at the time, went to bed and then woke up hoping to check my email and see a bunch of sales had come through. Unfortunately, no, no sales had come through. I don't think I even had any comments on the blog post. And you know that was back when I usually get comments. So I was a bit concerned that maybe my audience didn't like the fact that I was promoting something instead of just blogging for the sake of blogging. You know, how dare I try and make money from something? Anyway, long story short, another day goes by, another day goes by, another day goes by, no sales. I got pretty glum. I considered giving up blogging. I actually stopped blogging completely for that week because I just lost a lot of, lost a lot of motivation. 
But uh, I then changed my mind and realized, you know what? I like blogging because I like sharing content. I like writing. I'm going to keep doing this because that's the primary reason I do it, not just because of the money. And strangely enough, a couple of days later, I got my sale, my first ever sale. I think it's about $20 US was my commission. I sold one copy of that package from Perry through that blog post. And actually within another week, so two weeks later after publishing the blog post, I had made about five to 10 sales, I think overall. And I was much happier at that point uh, compared to the first week after publishing a blog post. So the first lesson there was affiliate marketing, certainly from writing blog posts can be slow to make money from it. You know, you might write a blog post and make a sale two weeks later, a month later, three months later. You don't really know. It's not really a direct response mechanism. It's more of a slower kind of tool for, for making money. So I was very excited about the potential because of that first sale. I did the math. If I make, let's say in that promotion, I sold five copies, $20 commission per copy. That's $100 US for a blog post. I just made $100 for writing a blog post. That kind of blew me away. I thought, what if I had, instead of a couple of hundred people reading my blog, I had a couple of thousand people. So I had 10 times the amount. Does that mean I would make $1,000 US each time I wrote one of these affiliate promotion blog posts? Now that to me was uh, just simple math to start with and very, very exciting. So I continue to think about and apply affiliate marketing as a method to make money. The next story I want to share with you is the day I made a big sale of a product with a, a big commission. This is when I really realized I could potentially change my life through the power of affiliate marketing. So by then I had got myself a Blackberry. So this is about, I think, the second year of blogging. And I was uh, got myself a Blackberry. So I had email on my phone for the first time ever. And I remember I was uh, out with some friends over the weekend at a pitch and putt golf uh, course. It's just like mini golf, but a bit, bit bigger than that. Uh, and I, I get this ding on my Blackberry and I pull it out and it says, you have made a sale. And I think maybe I just made another sale for Perry Marshall's $20 book that I promoted or something else like that. But actually, no, I made a sale for Perry's upcoming live conference that costs $2,000 to get in. And Perry was paying $700 commission per sale. So this email comes through and it says you have made $700 and I was like over the moon. I was playing golf and I make $700 doing nothing. That really blew my mind on the potential of what my blog could eventually do for my life. Now, obviously I understood the connection between all this audience that I worked on and I knew that Perry had put together a great product and he was promoting it. And all I did was send some people his way but it opened my eyes to the potential of not just making $20 per book sale. This is $700 from large conference, potentially other large products and services I could sell in the future. So I actually went home and I, I remember writing another blog post promoting Perry's conference because I figured, well, maybe I can get another sale. And what also happened, Perry just made an incredible offer. He, I think he was struggling to get people to his live conference. So he said, I will give away a free MacBook to every person who buys a ticket to my conference. And he was still paying us the $700 commission. So I basically went to my audience in my blog and said, you can get a free MacBook just from buying an event. So a $2,000 computer for buying a $2,000 ticket to the conference. So you get the conference, you get the computer. I think that's a great deal. You should go get it. 
I made one more sale. So I ended up making $1,400 in affiliate commissions from two sales of this one promotion. And again, it was just a couple of blog posts. So it blew me away there on the potential. I just made as much money as I would sometimes make uh, from my other business from, you know, having to sell a bunch of services or, you know, selling a lot of magic cards or something like that. Or, you know, it basically was almost like how much money I'd get from one income stream over an entire year just from this one promotion. So I was pretty blown away by the potential of affiliate marketing and I kept doing it. So over the years from that point, I decided to make affiliate marketing a fairly big part of my business. As my blog traffic grew, I knew my affiliate income would grow. I did advertising on my blog, but really advertising was a low but consistent source of income. Affiliate marketing wasn't quite as consistent, but it was much larger source of income. Of course, nothing affiliate marketing or advertising compares to what I've made from selling my own products and services. I'd like to reiterate that fact, but affiliate marketing became a significant source of income. And it also was a great confidence building tool to help me get to the point where I felt ready to promote and sell my own product as well. So after that initial success, I doubled down on affiliate marketing and started to come up with a system for producing blog posts designed to sell affiliate products. However, I didn't want my blog to become just one affiliate promotion after another. You see, the first time I did that affiliate promotion, it really was a promotion. All I was saying was, here's a great deal from someone I know and trust and I like his product, go get it. Now, that's okay, but you can't then do that for every blog post because you're pretty much gonna lose your audience. I built my audience based on delivering content and teaching and lessons and insights into what was working for my editing company and my card game business and everything else. So I didn't wanna stop doing that to keep my audience growing. But when I did do promotions for products, I wanted to come up with a, a process that would still deliver great content and do an affiliate promotion. And for me, the best way to do that was to turn a promotional post into a review post. And this was huge at the time as well. A lot of websites were uh, popping up all over the internet just doing product and service reviews and making good money, getting traffic from Google to their reviews. People click the affiliate links and they'd make some sales. Now I was pretty much following that formula too, but I also knew in the power of having a repeat audience as a blogger, an audience who trusts you and values your work and your opinion, you become a leader. So not only do you get simply the traffic from Google, you get the trust coming from you as recommending that product. But I wanted to wrap that into a formalized review process so it actually helped people make decisions on whether to use these products or not. And I figured the best way to do that would be to do the same thing I've always done, which was to tell the story of how I did something. In this case, tell the story of using the product or service. So the first thing I did was start to think about what am I going to review in the future? Now, that was an easy decision. I would review anything that I was using or potentially studying, simple as that. So I would pick software tools I used or any courses or ebooks or membership sites that I joined. So that's something you can do straight away. If you are thinking, what can I promote? The first question to ask or to answer yourself is what do you currently use to, to do your whatever it is your business is about? So if you're into the, the weight loss, something to do with health and weight loss, 
what products, services, membership sites, even software apps do you use that may have an affiliate program that you could review on your blog uh, and on your in your business and make an affiliate commission. Uh, you might also want to look at anything you've done in the past. Was it something you used earlier on? You didn't use it. You don't use it today, but maybe you used it in the past, and you can talk about it there. Um, there's pretty much. I don't know any person who does anything in an industry. If you're planning on running a business, I guarantee you, you have software programs, educational resources, conferences, events, experiences, even you know basics like food that you need to use. Uh, to, to basically do whatever it is you teach people how to do. So you need to talk, you can talk about the tools and resources in a review. So once you've identified the, maybe the three or four things you're going to focus on for your first reviews, let me break down the 10 steps I eventually came up with and applied to create powerful affiliate marketing review blog posts that actually do convert, that make sales. So I obviously, played around with this. I did a number of reviews on my blog over the years of things like Aweber software, um, also uh, the Butterfly marketing software when that came out as a launch. I reviewed several more eBooks that, I, that I'd written, sorry, that I'd read. I started to re review some of the courses that I'd taken as well. So I, I really, you know, experimented with this process and came up with these 10 steps. So here come the 10 steps. Now, before we continue, I'm also going to have a handout for you as the companion for this podcast that breaks down each of these 10 steps. So you, you don't feel you, if you miss this as I talk about it, you're going well, you can get the handout if you want it. Just to get that, all you have to do is head to the blog post where this podcast is hosted. Just go to ejpodcast.com three, the number three, ejpodcast.com, the number three, You'll see this podcast, the show notes for it, as well as the place where you can enter your email address to opt in and get the handout that's going to go over these 10 points. So let's do that. 10 points. Let's cover them right now. So you've chosen your, pot, your product. The first thing you want to do in this review blog post is introduce what the product is for. Pretty basic. You're probably just going to reiterate what is on the website for the product or service that you're promoting. You know, you can pretty much summarize what the creator says this product is for. Two, you're going to talk about who it is for. This is different uh, compared to what is it for. What is it for is just talking about the functionality of the product. In step two, you're talking about the person who should use it or who should consider using it. Really important distinction there because when you talk about the who, you identify a target person reading your blog, identify a target audience member, and that immediately makes the right person pay more attention and go, ooh, this is for me. Yes, it also keeps away the wrong people, but that's good. That's what narrowing down and focusing is all about. This is what niche marketing is all about, and you can do it in affiliate marketing too, finding the right target person. So as you introduce the product, talk about its features, what it's designed for, but talk about who is it designed for and who should consider using it. Three, this is when you switch over to what I would call story mode and you explain how you use the product, the software, whatever it is in your own life or in your own business or in whatever situation you're in. So this is where I would recommend you almost treat yourself like a case study. So you could talk about how you, uh, you know, downloaded the course, you uh, then went through module one and you learned this and you went through module two and you learned this and you went through module three and you learned this. 
it doesn't have to be, you know, every single module, you can highlight the biggest lessons. That's what I often did with my reviews. I cherry pick the biggest aha moment breakthroughs for me as a result of taking a course or reading an ebook or attending a conference, for example. Uh, if you're talking about physical things, maybe you're talking about food. How does it taste? How much did you eat? What does it look like? Take some pictures, you know, show yourself consuming or using what it is you're reviewing. Step four, explain what happened as a result in terms of tangible changes, tangible outcomes. So in step three, you're, you're, talk, you're, you're showing and talking how you, how you use something. In step four, you're actually showing the results of that use. This is kind of like the before and after. So you might want to talk about, you know, how did you feel afterwards if it's something to do with your body? You might want to talk about, you know, how it changed your business. If it's a business tool, you talk about, well, I made this much more money or I saved this much more time or I got this many more customers or this many more leads or opt-ins or, you know, this many more traffic to my blog. If, it, if it's a business tool, you know, if it's something like a performance tool, it's, oh, I, I shaved 10 seconds off my time or I, uh, I cut, 2% off my body fat, you know, what is the outcome from your little experiment using this product that you're reviewing? That's step four. Now you're switching away from story mode in step five, you're talking about what you liked and disliked. So this is pretty simple. You know, I like this about the product, but I didn't like this about the product. And that only needs to be maybe a bullet point list of the things you did and did not like. Um, this is another place where you can really emphasize the best things but also talk about it not being perfect because there's no such thing as a perfect product. So, you know, maybe you love what you learned, but you didn't like the fact that they didn't include an audio version. It was only video. So you could talk about the way it's delivered or you could talk about the way it looks. So you could talk about, um, you know, the inability to use it in a certain way or maybe maybe simple things like, you know, I lost a ton of weight, but I didn't like the aftertaste if you're talking about a protein supplement or something like that. So there's a lot of options here but it has to relate to the story you started in step three and four. It connects that. Step six, then you recommend who should use it and how they should use it. So this is kind of similar to step two where you talked about who the product is designed for. In step six, now you're actually talking about who you recommend should use it after you used it. So that's, this is almost like the before and after recommendation. Now that you've had a chance to experience the product or service, who do you think should use it and how should they apply it? This is such an important part, part of the review process because you're taking the experience that you went through and then making it a potential experience for the person reading the review. So, you know, if it was something to do with um, getting more traffic to your website, you talk about, well, I got a hundred more people after I did this and this and this. I recommend if you're a person who has a website in these kinds of subjects that you should also do these things that this course teaches you how to do and you're probably going to get an extra few hundred visitors a day too. It, going back to the weight loss example, you might say, you know what, if uh, if you're a man or a woman and you know, you've got a spare hour in the morning, I recommend you add this to your morning routine because you're probably going to cut a good 5% off your body fat or something like that simply by just spending 30 minutes doing this in the morning, you know, whatever whatever the training may be. So connect the dots after you've experienced the product. Really powerful part of the, of the review process. Seven, who stands to gain the most from it and who does not need it at all? Again, this is similar to what we talked about in step one and two. That was though before using the product. Now we're talking about after. Now step six was talking about who you recommend should use it and how they should use it. Seven, you're really narrowing this down and saying, you know what, this is ideal. If you're in this situation, you've got this much time, this much money, this, this much resources. 
And then you'd also say, but if you don't have this, or you, you know, you, maybe you don't have, uh, if you're too busy, you can't put this in your life, or maybe you, you're just not ready to implement this system, don't get this. It's not right for you. And, and I really want to emphasize the importance of having something negative like this in review. You might be thinking, but how am I going to make sales if I'm saying the product's not good or it's not designed for people? That's really important because if, if a product isn't a good fit for someone, they're not going to buy it anyway. So simply reiterating the fact that it's not right for them makes it seem even more right for the people who it is right for. So that's a really important step. Step seven, highlight who is it for, but who is it not for is just as important. Step eight, it's a summary. So at the end of your review, I recommend you have some kind of summary table or a bullet points list, just highlighting the, the key, key aspects of, of your review. And you can pretty much cherry pick whatever you think is the most important parts to summarize, to highlight based on what your audience wants to know. This is probably a good time to mention things like cost. Do you think this is a good value product? Simple things like refund, uh, some sort of refund guarantee. Is there one? How long does it last? Um, you know, how quickly do they, should they expect to get a result after using this product? Is it hard? Is it for beginners? Is it for more advanced people? Just some simple summary things. Nine, use your affiliate link throughout. So I haven't really mentioned this part, but you, in every step I've talked about previously, whenever it makes sense to, usually when you mention the name of the product, the name of the product should be clickable using your affiliate link to go through and open up a new window and see that product and buy it. Don't just put one link at the end of the review. The link should be constantly mentioned over and over anytime you mention the product at the start, in the middle, at the end, because people might just click it after only reading one paragraph. So you've got to give them an opportunity to potentially buy this product at the point that they're ready. And lastly, step 10, something a bit more advanced if you're ready for it, offer some kind of bonus that only you have if they purchase this product through your link. I say this is more advanced because you really do need to actually have something you can offer people. Uh, if it's a high priced product, you might say, hey, I'll offer one hour of coaching time with me over the phone or Skype if you buy this through my link and I'll help you to tailor the experience of this product to your situation. And you know, if you're, if you're talking about earning a $500 commission, you might be only thinking about making three or four sales. That could be a reasonable bonus to provide. On the top end, you might throw in your course. You know, maybe you've got a recording of a webinar you did. Maybe you've got uh, an ebook you wrote or a free report or an audio, whatever it is you have that you can throw in, it helps. And it helps for two reasons. One, the obvious reason, it means people get more value if they buy the product, they get something else. But two, what you may not realize, it also allows you to be the person they choose to buy from because they might be reviewing lots of other people who they consider can consider buying this product from, especially if it's part of a launch, which I'll talk about in a moment, because if there's a launch happening, lots of people will be promoting the product at the same time, and they're going to be picking and choosing who they buy from based on the bonuses. So if your bonus is really amazing, they'll choose to buy from you. And that also allows you to make sure you get the commission, you get the credit, because when they email you asking for the bonus, then you know that they believe they bought from you via your link. So you can confirm that and then give them the bonus. If they ask for the bonus, but you can't see that they actually bought the product through your link, you can go to the product creator and say, hey, this person is claiming a bonus from me, but I don't see the affiliate commission in my affiliate statistics. 
Just so you know, every product you sell, there'll be some kind of control panel you can log into on the web that will list how many products you've sold, how many clicks you've got on your affiliate link and, and data like that. So that, that allows you to have another way to make sure you get credit for any commissions that come from sales from your review. So in summary, those 10 points, I'm not going to go over them all again because there's a lot, of, a lot of information there. You can get the handout that goes through each of these 10 points so you won't miss out. It's available at ejpodcast.com three, just the number three, ejpodcast.com forward slash three. So that's where you can go. You'll get redirected to my blog post where this podcast is. You'll also find a form there to enter your email address to download the handout. Now, once I came up with this formula, I basically used it for every single affiliate product review I did since that point, and it was it, and it performed great. It, it definitely performs better than simply promoting something, saying go buy this because it provides value. It also starts to rank well if you do this right and you start getting some good search engine authority for your blog. People will start typing in the name of the product with the word review. For example, for a long time, I ranked really well for the term AWeber review because I wrote a review of the AWeber software and that keyword phrase, as you can imagine, are people considering buying AWeber. So I got some great referrals sales from that one single review post I did. Now going forward, after I come up, came up with this review process, one of the other things I did to my entire business that created a huge change was add an email list. So if you know my story, I didn't actually start adding email until my second year of blogging. So I was a little bit late to the game in terms of starting my blog and adding email, but it was the early days. We're talking 2005, 2006. So by 2007, I actually had a fairly solid following on my list. So I had an email list and I had a blog. So whenever I wrote a review blog post, I'd send an email to my list, sending people immediately to the review and I'd get instant sales. So compared to, for example, the first story I told you where I had to kind of wait a week or two before I got one sale. Now, whenever I sent the email, the bulk of the sales would come in the next 24 hours. And that was great because you almost kind of knew you'd make money. Write a review, send an email, cash comes in. Obviously, it, it varied depending on what you review, but I pretty much made a guaranteed few hundred to a few thousand dollars each time I did that. And to make it even more powerful, I started to automate that process by putting in links to my a product review blog post in my autoresponder series. So if you're not familiar with autoresponders, basically you can set up sequences of email messages to go out on autopilot. So you might have message one go out day one, two days later, message two, two days later, message three. So you can set up things like automated email courses, or as I call them today, these are blog sales funnels. So these are processes that can run automatically after a person joins one of your lists through your blog. So what I started to do is set up emails added to my autoresponder sequence that pointed to these reviews. For example, are you looking for an autoresponder? Go read my Aweber review. Oh, are you looking for some software to do keyword research? Go read the Market Samurai review. So you can do the same thing because you know what your audience needs to probably buy to get started doing whatever it is you teach. It might be food they need, it might be equipment they need, it might be education they need, it might be software they need. So you can review all the most 
important pieces of the puzzle for them to get a result and stick emails in your follow-up sequence pointing to your reviews and bam, you've got a passive income source. Yes, there's a lot of work there. You gotta write the reviews, you gotta use the products and services, you gotta write the email, but once it's done, that can potentially become a consistent solid income stream. And I still make sales of Aweber today because I point to my review and I recommend Aweber in my email lists and in my blog. So that's a fairly consistent source of uh, affiliate income for me. All right, so we're heading towards the end of this episode of the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. I just wanna complete the story for you and also uh, talk about the biggest windfall I ever made from affiliate marketing, just to talk about how far I can take you. So after I came up with the review process and I had email marketing, this is when I started to really start making five, 10, 15,000, even 20,000 a month from affiliate products sell, sold from my blog. But then the next level hit when the, the world of launches came. Now this may not be relevant for your industry. Some industries have a lot of people doing big product launches and they have affiliates, uh, big affiliate campaigns, which you can become a part of. So you can sign up to be an affiliate during a special two week period that a launch is going on. And it's great for, for many reasons. The biggest reason is the person selling the product will give you a ton of free tools to promote with. They'll probably create webinars, series of videos, reports, all things that are upfront free value to give to your audience using your affiliate link. And then a few days later, when the product goes on sale, you get commissions for any sales you make. So that could be some kind of online course or a conference, or maybe some kind of software that's got a, a recurring income stream. Whatever it is, you could become part of these launches. So I started doing that again around 2006, 2007, 2008, all the way I kept doing it through 2009, 2010. And I started to do really well because my list was growing, because my blog was growing, and I started to make affiliate promotions of big product launches a regular thing. I'd do at least two or three or four a year. Often I'd promote people I, I knew and respected. So I started to actually uh, promote the course creators who I, I had taken their courses. For example, I had taken Jeff Walker's product launch formula. So for many years, I promoted his launch every year. I had signed up for Rich Sheffern's $5,000 high-end coaching program, and I promoted a good three to four or five, six launches of Rich Sheffern's products, uh, coaching programs and courses over the years too. I also am a big fan of Evan Pagan's training and I promoted plenty of his launches over the years as well. And there's some other people I promoted. Uh, and just how this works, what I recommend you do is if, if, if it is a proper launch, make sure you actually study the free materials that come out of the launch, which will probably be at the very least some videos. Almost all launches today start with videos. So what I would do is I would watch the videos or read the report, and then I would actually do a micro review. So that 10 step review process, pretty much do the same thing and write a review in an email or in a blog post and then send it out to all my subscribers via email. So they, they would then see that there's a great free video or a great free report to go and read or watch. They'd opt in and they'd do that. Then over the course of the next week and a half, two weeks, I'd continue to recommend any ongoing videos. Again, doing mini reviews or at least highlighting what I took away as the biggest aha point from reading that report or watching that video. And then what would happen is as it got closer to the release of the product, I'd actually be really doing well. I'd, I would have sent 
anywhere between 500 and 2000 people to that person's launch. So those people would have opted into their list and then a good chunk would buy. So the best result I ever got was making 26 sales of a, a product that Rich Sheffron launched, which ended up resulting in $26,000. So I got a thousand dollar commission per sale into one of his programs. And that was enough to get me into the top 10 of his launch. I also had the top 10 and top 20 places in, in some of Jeff and Evan Pagan and some other launches as well. And in case you've never been behind the scenes of one of these big promotions, there's actually a lot of affiliate prizes. So if you can make the top 10 or the top 20, you often get things like laptops, sometimes extra cash. Sometimes there's some really amazing prizes like a new car. There's quite a number of cars have been given away at the very top prizes. I never quite got to the very, very top of those big launches, but I've certainly got my fair share of iPods and iPads and iPhones and lap, uh, MacBook uh, laptops. And uh, often you can choose just to take the cash instead of the prize. But what happens is all the affiliates try and beat each other. It's a great launch technique. I talk about this in, in some of my training on how to do launches. It's a, a kind of a way to tap into the power of competitive greed to try and get your affiliates to promote more frequently and uh, results in more sales. And uh, it, it works. So I, 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 I was caught up in some of that myself with some of the promotions. It's actually one of the reasons why I try not to do too many. In fact, I haven't done any big affiliate promotions in many, many years as I record this just because I focus on my own products now and try not to get caught up in the launches. But it was such a big part of my business in 2007, 8, 9. You know, I'd, I'd make 100 grand just from promoting these launches throughout that year. And if you think about it, you're, you're basically writing maybe 10 emails per launch, uh, giving away a bonus. You, you know, again, you, you certainly give away a bonus when you do those big launch promotions. And uh, there's a deadline involved. So you, you make a bunch of sales because a program like Product Launch Formula only opens briefly and then closes. So you really pushes people to take action. So you can make a good 10, 15, $20,000 per promotion, which is what I did. So if, if I made 20 grand from one launch and I promoted five a year, $100,000 US was added to the money I was making on top of already making money from advertising and selling my own products and services. So for a good time, there's a lot of money that went to my bank account from, from these promotions. Plus, to be absolutely honest, it was really easy on some levels to promote launches because you get so much great free training to give to your audience. Now, I don't know whether you've got the same circumstances in your in your niche. You may not have that many launches. If you don't, could be a great opportunity for you to do your own launch. That would be one thing I'd be recommending. Uh, but even if you don't, the opportunity to review lower price products using that 10-step review process I just outlined to you earlier in this podcast is huge, especially with membership or recurring software or recurring anything type products. I really recommend, even if it's a low price product, like maybe only costs $20 a month and you get $10 a month commission, you could write one blog post review of that product. You know, you sign up yourself, use it, go through it, make sure you, you know, you really do a proper review, then do put up the blog post, send it to your email list. And you might, let's say, well, let's be conservative and let's just say you get 30 people to sign on to a $20 a month program. You know, it's not a huge investment. So we're not talking big commissions for the sale. You, you make $200 or $300 for that first month, but that might be $200 to $300 that lasts for the next six to 12 months 
or even on if those members stay members. If you're recommending things like software, like for example, Aweber or hosting or any kind of tool that people need to really use over and over again, and they're not going to unsubscribe once they're embedded into it, that can be a customer for life. So you might just have made the dream, the, the passive income dream. You know, I, I literally, in terms of Aweber, have had a thousand dollar US check come from them for for years now and it, it is basically passive income because it comes from the previous work i did writing blog posts all the effort i put into the early days of my blog means that money just keeps on coming so you have the potential to do that in your industry just follow this review formula pick some good products of course and um, you know make it part of your strategy and test it out see how it works and i know you can do very well if not, at least take away some of the psychology I've mentioned in here, whenever it is you're selling anything, because a lot of these techniques work not just for affiliate products, but for any product or service you might be promoting, even your own products and services. Okay, I think that's a good enough overview of my affiliate marketing process. In particular, if you're running a blog and you have an email list, I think you could do great with this. If you have a success story, I'd love to hear from you. If you follow this process I've outlined after listening to this podcast and you get a result, get in touch with me. Send me an email, say hello in social media. Let me know you listened to the affiliate marketing episode of the EJ podcast and you got a result. I'd love to hear your story. Uh, it makes it worthwhile for me to do these podcasts. And one more time, if you want to get the handout that I give you as part of this episode, go to ejpodcast.com forward slash the number three. ejpodcast, ejpodcast.com forward slash three. And you can download a free handout by opting in and you'll get the 10 steps that I outlined as a handout. So you'll have everything there to follow when you write your own reviews. Okay, I'm going to call it the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed that. As always, of course, you can go to my blog for other podcasts like this. Love to hear what you think of these solo sessions. I'm still doing the interviews, so don't worry about that. There's plenty of interviews coming up and plenty of interviews in my archives you can dive into as well. But I would love to know if you're enjoying these solo sessions as well. That's it for today. My name is Yaro Starek. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.